Welcome to another episode of Bob Sheen Yaya Travel the World. It's a place where we like to spend time talking about all things travel and how travel can be part of your lifestyle. Whether you're hanging out at home or you've got boarding passes in your hands, travel influences us every single day in tons of ways. My name is Alex. I play the Bob role, and I am a mom of three great adults, an elementary school teacher, and an overseas traveler. I love to blog. You can find me over at www.tgctravel.com, and I'm an overall travel junkie. Hello, guys. This is Terry. I'm Yaya, and I'm also a mom. I have two wonderful adult children. I'm a teacher, and right now, I'm a U.S. traveler, getting excited about spreading my wings and being a European traveler again. Today we're going to share some of the things that keep us travel happy when we are not out and about. We're going to talk about books, food, travel tips, and products that we love. And it's all going to start with a little segment we like to call Now Boarding. we wish we didn't have. Now, we know, we're very aware, Babshi and Yaya know, that there are so many people, there are bazillions of people who are Disney experts out there. And we're going to focus today just on Walt Disney World in Florida. But we do know that there are people like um, the Disney Unplugged podcast. We'll give a shout out to them. These are people that have all the update information on what's going on in the Disney theme parks and and how all of that works. And there's some great blogs out there, including Disney Tours and AllEars.net, which is kind of like a clearinghouse for a lot of information. Um, The other one that we know about is um, the DisneyTip.com Um, kind of update information. So our show is not going to be about the latest and the greatest, just kind of a traveler's perspective at what it's like to go to the biggest theme park in the world. So let's dig in. Let's talk about some of the things that make Disney so great. And we'll start with a couple of books that have inspired us along the way. Um, Terry, what are you reading or what have you read that kind of is like, I have to get myself back to Disney World? I know. Well, I kind of consider myself an unofficial expert on Disney just because my years of experience going, I was there when the great doors opened in 1971. So I like to call myself like a unofficial official, but books that I've been reading, uh, I use in my classroom. It's a series of books called Kingdom Keepers by Ridley Mm -hmm. Pearson. And what's so Mm -hmm. great about these is there's like mystery where you're like solving a mystery, but it's occurring inside each theme park. So there's one for the Magic Kingdom. There's one for Epcot. There's one for Animal Kingdom. There's one for the Magic Kingdom. So What's so cool about this is that we've actually 
read this series of books and then took our kids on a field trip there. So kids is in your students? Yes. And oh, personal wow. kids went too. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. cool. So uh it's a great series to check out. What about you? What what when you think of Disney books, what comes to mind? Okay. I will say this before I give my pick. I do not have the same breadth of experience that you do. You are definitely a Disney expert, an official one, not an unofficial one. Well, thank you. Because you are. And you go with every age and stage you've gone throughout the years. You kind of keep current with the whole park, which is kind of a different kind of traveler to Disney than, say, me who went, I went as a kid. I went as an. I went on my honeymoon there, actually, oh. and I did. And uh, I also went with my kids when they were younger. And we left the country, so when my kids were in elementary school, so I did not have the same kind of Florida experience. But your your geographical location of being located in Florida makes it easier. How long does it take you to get to Disney when you go? When I go, I'm about a two, two and a half hour drive. Depends on the traffic, you know, or, or when they're doing, tr- you know, uh, construction on 95 and I-4, it can be a nightmare. But we've 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 found different routes to go. So about two and a half hours, not a bad day trip for us. Yeah, you can make it a long day trip. So that being said, the fact that I am certainly not current in any way, and I I look at Disney more maybe in a nostalgic um, way, my book pick this week, um, I have three. Um, the first one are ones that I use in my classroom because I do an escape room with them, and they are Who Was Walt Disney and Where Is Walt Disney World? And they're by those bobblehead biography um, group, and we have the links below for all those of them. Those are great books. They are great. And I love them. And I did escape rooms with them this year where the kids like how to find their way out of the Magic Kingdom, like all kinds of really cool stuff with those books. Oh, wow. Um, But yeah, but personally, um, the book that I most recently read um, in regards to Walt Disney World was Mary Poppins, she wrote, which came out right around the same time that my travel binge pick, Saving Mr. Banks, um, came out. I read that I read it about the same time that I saw that movie. I am the biggest Mary Poppins fan. I I I I adore the entire thing from start to finish from the Disney-fied version to the original PL Travers version. I am the biggest fan. I wanted her to be my that. nanny. No joke, she was so fabulous. Um Yeah, no. So, so Thinking about how you are a far more modern visitor to um, the ma- to Walt Disney World, tell me what are some of the other tips and products and things that you would use when you think about um, Walt Disney World? Okay, so these are just a few of the things that I would consider. I probably have a vast list of things as I'm getting ready to go and I think about it, but... Let's talk about travel tips first. You're going to Disney. What's so cool is all these rides that you want to hit, that they're the big rides that have the huge wait lines. Well, in the past, and as of right now, um, you know, Disney's kind of in a 
debacle with all this pandemic going on. I highly recommend getting fast passes for those hard to get rides that you have the long waits for. Mm -hmm. Second, let's say you go and you can't get any fast pass, but you really, you want to ride Space Mountain. Well, you need to probably sacrifice watching the parade because that's a time when the people are watching the parade. You can probably scoot into those rides and get a shorter wait time if you're not dying to see a parade at that moment. That would be an awesome, great time to do it. And quite frankly, that was the old school tip. Um, that that's the pre-fast pass tip that was out there for ages before Disney kind of became this whole um digital app-driven entity that it is now. The way to get on Space Mountain to walk on was to go to Space Mountain 20 minutes before the parade because the line would probably be only about 15 minutes long. You were in, you were out, and you could run across the park to the runaway railroad and and get on that. You know, like those were things that were done back in the day. So it's funny that that tip is still kind of stood the test of time in a way. Right. So if you think about it, we did, we have the digital fast passes before you would go and you'd have to go up to a kiosk and they'd print out the ticket for you. And then before that, we didn't have anything. And at the beginning of Disney, you had those ticket books you had to buy to give tickets to the rides you wanted to do. But anyway, let's get back to some of the more travel tips. Uh, Definitely, if you have children, I highly encourage renting a stroller at Disney. One, they're they're spacious, they're bigger, have a lot of area. Uh, If you don't want to bring, if you don't want to rent a stroller, please bring an umbrella stroller that you can fold up easily while you're getting on the transportation system to come back because it's nothing more hilarious. We've all been there. I've been there trying Mm -hmm. to load up on the tram with the stroller, trying to get it folded up, get the kids in all while they're asking you to close the door. We're going to start moving. So that's one of the big tips. Another bring a portable fan for those of us who are not really used to this humidity and heat in Florida. Bring you a fan. I just bought a great fan that is, I plug it in, USB, and it charges. Pocket size, it is great. Good for the kids to keep cool. Good for you to keep cool. And it is really hot. Uh, my last tip that uh, I really wait, want to... Wait, hold pa- on. I want, I want everybody Go. to save that tip. And I want you to, after you visit Walt Disney World, save that tip, put that fan in your pocket and save it for when you go to the Acropolis in Athens, because I have the same tip for the Acropolis in Athens. So I would definitely save that because you need it in the heat of the summer. Yeah. Yes. And that fan is important um, nine months out of the year in Florida. I, I would not, if you're not used to Florida, I would not think that in March, you don't need that fan. You probably need it. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. I got several more tips to go. Um, for us here, best thing to do is I like to hit the park early. If you're staying in a resort that's on property, they have extra magic hours where you can get in early in the morning. I like Mm -hmm. to hit it running in the morning when noontime comes around. I like to head back to the hotel, have Mm -hmm. some lunch, take a swim. And then with the heat of the day, I'm relaxing. And then I head back in at night to see everything else when it's not so hot. So you kind of can 
beat that heat. So with that saying, make sure you bring a water bottle. Check that on your list. You must stay hydrated. Oh my gosh, you not believe how many people get sick because they do not stay hydrated. You've got to keep either. the water in. Let's say you don't, you're not feeling too well. Make sure you know where the first aid stations are at Disney because they are fabulous. They're they are. The, oh, you go in, there's a nurse on staff. They have a doctor. I mean, it's everything. I mean, mm -hmm. fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Last thing I could keep going and rambling and rambling about Disney, you know, on what you need to prepare for. Make sure you have a great backpack. That's mm -hmm. my product. Because you're going to be putting your water bottle. You're going to need your sunscreen. You're going to want to put maybe a poncho because you are in Florida. It will rain. And everything is nice and secure in your backpack one place. And you have your hands free. If you have young kids with you or if you don't, you know, everything is nice and neat. And your hands are free and you're ready to go. And I will say this, when I lived on the East Coast in Florida, in the summer, it rains every day between 4 and 4.30. Like, it's Guaranteed. a half hour shower. It is what it is. I mean, that's it's just what's going to happen. And that means that Orlando probably gets hit with that front, I would say, about 3 to 3.30, about an hour ahead of time of that. So I would, I would like have that expectation. Um, I would time it and I would just keep an eye on the sky and you'll know when to get into maybe a ride that has better coverage. Um, or, you know, it's an indoor attraction, um, like the country bears jamboree or something that, you know, where three to three 30, I'm probably going to have to find cover, you know, or go enjoy the the shops on Main Street or something. Just be prepared for the fact that, especially in the summer, it's going yes. to happen. And a it's great ride to, to jump on when it's raining is Carousel of Progress in the Magic Kingdom. No joke. It was a show that Disney presented at the World Fair. So awesome. Go in, have a seat, watch the show, let the rain go. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Mm -hmm. The other one that we used to do, and I don't know if it's the same, so correct me if I'm wrong, but if you are in Hollywood Studios, a really good one to catch during the rain is the Muppet Show. Yes, 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 yes. Um, it's still there. You're, yeah, you're in a theater, and I want to say it's like 45 minutes long. Um, like, it, it's a good length, and it kind of, there are times... I've been in that theater and I've heard the rain on the roof of the, of the studio. And it, we were like, yep, I'm so glad we're in these seats. Nice and dry. And we would walk out, everything would be soaking wet, but we would be dry. So that's a good one for um, Hollywood studios, I think. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Tell me what is your favorite um, treat when you're at Disney. And there is a lot of controversy about what is the favorite thing. I happen to, I think I know what you're going to say. I think I agree with you. Oh, my food treat. Okay. Mm -hmm. When we go to Disney, there's a, there's probably four to five things that we know we have to have. Number one, when you're in the magic kingdom, you need to take yourself over to Adventureland, and you need to have a dull whip. It is delicious pineapple 
ice cream sherbet and you can get it in a float which has I do the mixture of pineapple and vanilla and it's floating in pineapple juice it's delicious especially on a hot hot day number two you're at Disney whether you're at Magic Kingdom Animal Kingdom Epcot Hollywood Studios you need to get the iconic Mickey Mouse ice cream Everyone's That's seen pictures favorite. of people eating the Mickey Mouse. You got to have that. Mm-hmm. If you happen to be in the Magic Kingdom and you're hungry, and I know they also serve them in Animal Kingdom, is a big old turkey leg. <laughs> and when I say a turkey leg, it is. I would hate to see the size of these turkeys. <laughs> it makes you wonder. <laughs> but I think it could feed a family of four. It's huge. Yeah, And then our special treat that we always get, my daughter and I, it's like a special thing in some of the fresh stands that they have that they sell fruit and juice and all. They have these pickles, prepackaged pickles in ice. And I want to know, I don't know if it's because it's a Disney, but they're the best pickles of your life. It's like almost a religious experience having that. I remember those pickles from the Germany Pavilion in Epcot. And if I remember correctly, they are like the crispiest, oh, yes. iciest pickles. Like you don't think of a pickle as something refreshing. Mm. Yeah. Tinkerbell waved her wand, Disney magic, refreshing, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now tell me what we, we talked about this in pre-production and, and, and we talked about what should we say for travel tech? And really, honestly, I think for any traveler, there's only one way to approach a trip to Disney now, and that's um, through the Disney My Experience app. Oh, um, so by far, I have never used it uh, because I haven't been there since they've had the the app. So I've I have not used it at all. Tell me what you think. Oh, it's great. You download this app. It We'll have your tickets on there, your fast passes. You can make all your dinner reservations. And now when you're in the park, you can say, hey, I'm hungry. It's lunch. Let me go ahead and order my food from one of the counter service restaurants. You can order your food from the app, pay for it. When you go in, it's ready for you to pick up. So you don't have to wait in line and order. So those are great. It tells you the wait times on the rides and they're pretty accurate. So if you're looking and you're like, I really want to go ride Slinky Dog, but it's a 130-minute wait time, it's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. So it helps you a lot with that. That is my biggest, biggest thing. If you're going to Disney, have the My Experience so you can take advantage of restaurant reservations, fast passes, ordering food, wait times, it's all there in one app. And and they also connect to the magic bands, am I right? The the yes. bracelets that everybody wears. Yeah, because yes. that's kind of like that's kind of everything now, isn't it? I, I feel like whether you have somebody plan your trip for you, which is an option, there are, are mm-hmm. great travel agents who are Disney experts who will literally set up everything for you. But Regardless of whether or not you you do that or you do it on your own, however you choose to do that, you still have to um, 
know how to use the My Experience app and know how to use the Magic Bands because they're hotel room keys and like there are all kinds of different things and they're they're also how you pay for things right you can attach your credit card to the magic band however i didn't do that just because i have people in my family that would just go spending crazy oh i want a drink and they're not thinking about the cost of it and just swiping their band but yes you can have your hotel on there your tickets are on there. You can put your credit card on there so you're paying for it as well. So, uh-huh. yeah. And I'm sure like they picked that up as they got into the cruise business because that's a very cruise like thing. Like your, your cabin key on a cruise, it, you know, you swipe it to charge at the bar or to charge in the gift shop or to get on and off the ship, you know, like they use it for absolutely everything. So, I mean, it sounds to me like it's a great idea and it sounds to me like you have a lot of options to make yourself comfortable. If you think about it right now, when we want to do as little cross-contamination as possible, so you're not having to pass back and forth a credit card or cash. So it kind of helps with that touchless society we have going on right now yeah that is true yeah so definitely like you have to know how that system works in order to get the most out of it i would think yes yeah for sure Thanks for joining us today on the Babshi and Yaya Travel the World Show. Today we're talking about all things Disney with who I think is the personal, this is my personal choice of the Disney expert extraordinaire, and that is Yaya herself, Terry. Terry, you've been going to Disney since it opened, Disney World. We're we're limiting our our talk to Disney World today. You went in 1971 when it opened. What was that like? Well, I don't want to age myself, so I'm going to say, you know, I was I was an infant at that time. I don't really recall much, but I know that I was there. But, Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't really remember, but I know it was probably pretty cool. What about you? When was your first trip? I probably went when I was, I want to say maybe eight or nine years old. Um, Whenever Epcot Center opened is when okay. I went. Okay. okay. Because it was the first year that Epcot Center was open. Um, and my father had... um already been to Epcot Center when it was being built, he consulted um, with Western Union on the communications of the place, how they were setting up the infrastructure for the communication. So he had like this story about this incredible thing they were doing down in Florida. And like, and I really didn't know. I was kind of young. So it was really neat. And then my mom, um, I want to say kind of like bid on tickets at a charity function or something like that. We wound up going to Disney World for a little while. Uh, it was just her, my sister and I, and we had such a nice time. And I remember being suitably impressed by the Magic Kingdom. Like, yes, this is amazing. And the and the Jungle Cruise and the Castle and Space Mountain. And they were all fun. But I remember being overwhelmingly impressed by uh, the World Showcase at 
at Epcot Center. Like, to me, that's what I remember as like, wow, that stuff was amazing to me. I was a real Epcot Center junkie from the very beginning. Um, And I still like, I took my adult kids to see Disney because they hadn't had a chance to do that um, as kids. And um, we went to Epcot Center even when the whole front was kind of being refurbished, like it still mm-hmm. is right now. Um, and I was like, we just have to go to the World Showcase. It's going to be so great. <laughs> so we went, we it had is. a really great time. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it's like a very unique concept that's so old school that people don't realize how cool it could have been in the past. That whole idea of the 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 world's fair, that, that whole concept. And I think that they're so like, it was such a great idea and I love to see it continuing to grow. Like it's been neat to watch it over the years. Yeah. You know, what's really cool about when you go to Epcot and you go to the world showcase, when you go and you see the people that are working there, if you look at their name tags, it tells you where they're from in that country. Right. Because it makes it really real. Yeah, and that was a program that was started at the very beginning. Like, that was part of the deal because that came out of the idea of the World's Fair, which is exactly what would happen in the World's Fair. So, you know, like, it it is nice to see some of those real Walt Disney concepts, like, through lines still Mm -hmm. in effect. As much as things change and and all that kind of stuff, it's nice to see that. And I do remember eating at at the time the very exotic Moroccan pavilion with Ellie Panthers. I was like, wow, this is amazing. They're still there. Good. Yeah. Well, I hope it's not the same ones. Well, now, (laughs) let me say this. They look good. They look real good. I will say the best thing about going to the World Showcase is you may want to choose like a restaurant, make a reservation and go eat at that country. But Mm -hmm. now they also have little counter service where you can get the same style food but smaller a portion so you kind of can sample around the world and i'm going to tell you england the fish and chips mm. are great and there so is wait a, a second wait a second it's like disney style tapas yeah what Yes. I had, I had no idea. Okay. I may, I, you may convince me to go back. You can have drinks and tapas at Epcot, the only park that does not serve any alcoholic beverages, wah, wah, is the Magic Kingdom. And let me tell you, there's a steakhouse in Canada. Mm-hmm. It is delicious. Casey took me there for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. We were sitting there and we ordered our steaks and We see this lady bringing out this tower that had like steaks and vegetables and potatoes. It's all in a tower. And of course, it's coming to our table. We were so miserable after that. (laughs) But Epcot is great to experience the different cultures and food and sample, especially during this time when we can't go anywhere. There's only one thing that frustrates me about the Epcot experience. And, and this is the traveler in me. I do not think that Walt Disney World's World Showcase is a substitute for actual travel 
within the world. Uh, no. Like, it, it is not in any way, shape, or form um, a good enough substitute for what you would really, truly, truly see. True. But for those people who may not be able to afford a trip to Japan, mm-hmm. it would be a great way to just experience some of the food and the culture. It's cultural tapas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, and it is great to go. And I will tell you, like, my kids lived in Japan. So when we got to the Japan Pavilion, they beelined it for the store. There's, like, almost a department store there. It's uh-huh. a bit smaller than that. But it's a very big store. And my kids, like, bought all the candy. Yeah, and they were they were so happy with all of the candy, and it was just like they were back where they loved, and you know they they missed Japan a lot. So it it is neat to see that. What do you think, oh Disney expert, is the best age to go? I say break them in young, but now you know if you have the opportunity to go without kids. That's great. But if you don't, there is something for all ages. Even if you take infants, I mean, they can't do much, but, you know, sometimes you can't avoid it. It's very, um, I'm trying to think of the word. I'm, I've kind of just lost my thoughts here. But they're, it's kind of for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I say break them in young take them young. I took mine young and get them accustomed to going and doing and especially break that habit of shopping and they have to have something in mm-hmm. the stores because Disney or any theme park is so great about selling merchandise. So I always find it great if I can break them in young doing it. It's the best. I, I Okay. I agree with you, but I'd like to quantify what young is. Okay, go. Okay, um, I I made the mistake of I, I have three children. They're very close together in age. Mm-hmm. They're they're literally they call them Irish triplets. And I went with my kids because my mother thought she would surprise us. It was a lovely thought um, with a trip to Disney World. And all three of my kids were in diapers. Um, one had was still with a bottle. Um, I, if you have to change a diaper in Disney World, oh my gosh. Like, I, I just, I, it's a lot of work. And I don't look back on that particular trip very fondly. Conversely, I can agree. Conversely, I took them about maybe three years after that. Three years after that. So I want to say they were probably four, five, and six by this time. Okay. Okay. Um, I was completely out of diapers. I was completely out of, you know, any kind of specialized food. You know, everybody ate what was put in front of them. I, I, I didn't raise picky eaters, so I'm very lucky with that. Um, and we went and I remember literally after, after the trauma of the first trip, I remember, literally breaking down in line at the jungle cruise that I didn't, I wasn't pushing a stroller 
I wasn't like, I can't even tell you. I remember sobbing, waiting for the Jungle Cruise. And my kids were like, Mom, what's wrong? And I'm like, it's just so wonderful to be here without all of these things. Because it was that, it was that traumatic on me, the mom. And I'm sure my kids don't remember it. And they, they really probably had fun, I'm sure. But I just remember like what it took for me to make that happen. And I felt like I was doing it far more for the grandparents involved than I was for the kids involved, you know, which. That's understandable. But I will say this, they now have family bathrooms, Mm -hmm. so it makes it a lot easier and they do have the ride swap. So if you happen to have a small child that doesn't meet the qualifications, Mm -hmm to go on a ride you can ride swap so you don't have to wait in that long line twice you're able to switch partners so that's that's something good um but i've been with all ages so mm-hmm. yeah the and, only and other... I, feel, I feel for you because i feel like you were one of those families i might have been watching <laughs> yes i pro i will guarantee that i probably was one of those families you were watching yeah it was it was a nightmare. I It was a horrible experience. And again, I've had great Disney experiences before and after that. That just particularly was traumatic. And I will say, I feel like they, they do a very good job of trying to address this. The only other age that I would not take is the attitude age. And, and that could be from five to 50. Yeah. If there's a chip on somebody's shoulder, I'm not taking you to the happiest place on earth just to be annoyed by your attitude. You know, like it's not going to happen. Exactly. So if you're, if your tween, if your middle school is going, middle schooler is going through the, that, that I will wear all black because it annoys you, mom stage. Well, then I'm not taking you to Disney world. <laughs> I, I just wouldn't go and spend all that money to convince somebody to kind of get along with you when their only goal on earth right now is to show you how different they are than everybody else on the planet. Like kids go through that at a different age and stage all the time, you know, and uh, like, there's just, there's no way I, I will do it, you know, because there are temper tantrums at Disney and you just want to avoid them if you can, you know, for sure. I will say this. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of walking to do at Disney. So please take that into account. You know, I was down in Orlando and my son was wrestling at the Wide World of Sports in the AAU mm-hmm. Scholastic Duels. So he wrestled probably 15 matches over two or three days. And I thought, what a great way to celebrate. Let's go to Disney. Mm-hmm. He wasn't grumpy, but I could tell the kid was so tired and his legs and his body hurt so bad that the walking was just tough. So make sure, make sure you're aware, wear your sneakers because there's a lot of walking. Yeah. And I also think you've got a very good point there. Um, We talk all the time when we're talking about just travel in general, about being prepared for the walking and having the right shoes and never planning like you're not going back. And I think that that is probably the biggest flip the switch moment in the Disney experience. I think that 
when, in early Disney World times, you went, you saw everything that was there, and then you were kind of done. It, there weren't a ton of changes. There were things added, but not a ton to make like a trip from New Jersey or Colorado or, you know, or Texas worth it to go back. Like, like you had done your Disney trip, you were done and that, and that was good. I think now you have to take on that modern planner attitude of you're never going to fit everything in. You've got to plan like you're coming back um, because there is far more at the at Disney World than just those four theme parks. And, you know, there's there's so much to do and they, there's just no way to fit it in to even probably two weeks. I don't think you could do everything that's there. So no. uh, you have you have to plan with the respect that you will come back. Right. And now, you know, add the water parks in. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot. I think the longest we stayed was probably two weeks at Disney and we mm-hmm. still didn't see everything. And now you have Disney Springs, which is attached to the old downtown Disney. If any, you know, people remember that where you could go spend the day at the shops and eating and just kind of relax and see Disney at a different uh aspect and then now you have downtown disney which has a lot of your upscale shops uh some of your fancy restaurants Um, they have an irish pub there that i hear is pretty good Mm -hmm. and that's a whole day experience yeah you also need a day just to spend at the resort your hotel in the pool relaxing or you're gonna wear yourself out I, mean, I think so that's much. true. Yeah. And I mean, that's another tip that we give. Give yourself a down day kind of in the middle of everything. I And I think you brought up a very good point about the high-end boutiques and the nice restaurants and, and the things to do, because I think Disney is marketing to a whole generation of kids that grew up going there as a kid and now they're an adult. You know, there's so much that is now marketed toward um 20s 30s 40s and above that it's not just a kids place anymore i i feel and correct me if you think i'm wrong i feel that if you looked at the demographics of the crowds that are there the the family groups that are there half of them have kids and the other half are adults yeah i agree yeah I have a it's lot of not- friends that they go just you know the two of them yeah. Yeah. I And so I think it's not the kids land of the past as much as it is. Yes, there's kids there, but expect that there's a lot of adults and Disney Springs is, in my opinion, is completely marketed to that crowd yes. um, of people. So let's talk about um, some other things that are not inside the park that are available in in the four main parks um, that are on the property that are available to do. You mentioned hotels, and I think that's an important thing to bring up. Yeah, I think it's great. If you're staying on property, it's always cool to go check out the other resorts. We used to do that. We'd hop on the monorail and go check out the Polynesian and the Contemporary and the Grand Floridian and just kind of walk around because those are on the monorail. 
But now we like to go to the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Not only do you get to walk out and see all the animals, they've got some great food. We always have breakfast at uh, Boma's, and it's like a breakfast buffet. And I know you're going to say, buffets, right? But it is amazing because it has different stations. And you also get food um, that would be served in Africa for breakfast. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of cool. It's not so much, I would say, as a buffet, like I think I'm going to Golden Corral, but more like stations. Okay. So that's awesome. What if you want to go play miniature golf? Well, go ahead. I was going to say, it also has the the live animals. I mean, the animals from the the attraction are right outside the window sometimes, especially in the morning, if I'm correct. Right? Yeah. I think so. Yes. Yeah, and I think but kind of going of- from hotel to hotel, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know Christmas is a huge time to go see the decorations at all the different hotels and and eat at the different hotels, um, yes. because they're all so unique. But also Halloween is another time when they're kind of decked out like that too. Oh, am I right? Yes, I know yeah. that Disney. I don't think they're doing it this year, but they always do. A not so scary Halloween party. And it's really cool. They only sell so many tickets and you go on at night and they pass out candy and there's everyone's in costumes and it's really great. But this year they're not doing it. So that that's what I read as of right yeah. now. Yeah. And that's confirmed from both Universal and Disney that they're, they're not having their Halloween, um, series the way they normally do. I, I guess I would call it kind of like a festival um, because they both kind of work in tandem. Um, right. They, you know, they have the horror nights over at Universal and the not so scary Halloween party at Because that's what Disney. I would do. Casey yeah. would go to the scary and Caleb and I would go to the not so scary. So it worked out great. But you yeah, also yeah. have like other things that you want to do. Like if you want to play miniature golf, Blizzard Beach has a really cute miniature golf right outside it. And if you've never been to any of Disney's water parks, Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach, you definitely need to visit. Blizzard Beach is my favorite. They're so clean. Mm -hmm. It's a fun kind of down day. Not doing a park, but you're doing something Disney. So that's kind of nice too. Yeah, and I haven't been to Blizzard Beach, but I have been to Typhoon Lagoon, and I do have a very quick story about something that happened there. You know, there are magical moments all around the the property that yes. you have no idea that you're going to run into them. And this happened to our family at Typhoon Lagoon. I could have sworn we were there in June, and we were literally there for overnight um, because we had some tickets to use up. We had one day um, tickets for the um, for Disney and I had a day at SeaWorld um, and I had to use up the tickets because we were leaving to go to Japan. So I didn't want to leave them outstanding and waste them. So we made this little three-day trek down to Orlando and uh, we went to Typhoon Lagoon um, in the, on the middle day and it just happened to be my daughter's birthday. And, um, no, I take it back. It was my son's birthday. And I thought Typhoon Lagoon opened at nine o'clock. It turns out it doesn't. It opens at 10 o'clock. No big deal. Not worried about it. We just waited, you know, whatever amount of time it was, it wasn't a lot. And, um, 
before the gates opened, um, some employees came out or some, what do they call them? Cast members came out and they saw Megan playing and they went up to my sweet little girl. And, um, she was, she was, if, if you knew her at this age too, you could, you would know why they went right to her. Um, she was probably in first grade and they wanted to make her the big kahuna for the day. Um, which was like this VIP experience at Typhoon Lagoon. Like you could cut every line and you were going to go swim with the sharks and that you had your own cabana at the wave pool. And like, it was this amazing thing that was about to happen. And it just so happened. It was because we were there a, a little early and we didn't know. And she got chosen. And this may be my best sibling story for my kids because they're few and far in between. Um, my daughter turned around and said, thank you so much, but it's my brother's birthday and he should be the big kahuna. And they, it, she kind of handed the whole thing over to my son. And I will never forget her thinking like, it's not my turn, it's his turn. And we had such a good time. And they have, to this day, they're adults. They have those medals. They gave them these medals, these big kahuna medals. And I mean, it was the coolest thing. And there was this ceremony with us walking in in the morning and they took us right to the shark tank to go and snorkel with the sand sharks that were there. And it was like the neatest experience. And we had no idea anything like that was going to happen. Who knew? And yeah, it was so much fun. We had such a good time. So I do think that there's a lot outside of the parks that people don't even realize is there from the hotels to Disney Springs to the um, water parks and, and beyond. There's there's quite a lot. Um, I mean, they were even talking about how the McDonald's is solar powered now there, you know, so kind of all kinds of stuff going on. Well, I have to tell you, I remember when you came back to school and told me that story. So obviously yeah. that's a really awesome memory you have of Disney. Yes. I have a couple that I mm-hmm. want to share from my memories of Disney. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start one. I was, uh, I was a teenager. We were living in Texas, but we always came to Disney. And this year, my dad, uh, they purchased this gold key package, all inclusive, your tickets, your hotel, your food for one price per person. Mm-hmm. My dad was, a, he's a CPA. So he watches the numbers. Well, his goal was for Disney not to make any money off us. <laughs> we had steak and lobster we rented golf carts we went horseback riding we rented boats and i think i probably gained 20 pounds but my most ma- recent and favorite memory is when i took my friend's daughter trinity who is i want to call her my honorary grandchild she's my special little girl mm-hmm. uh, I took her to Disney and we started taking her to Disney my daughter and I started taking her when she was probably two years old that was our thing so the first time we took her is the best memory I have of seeing Disney through a child's eyes again oh. it was amazing and all she wanted was a bell princess dress And she, at the end of the day, you're hot, you're worn out, Uh 
and you put she put that dress on with those light up shoes mm-hmm. <laughs> and she went in to see the character and it was Mickey Mouse or or Cinderella and she told her she says you're beautiful oh and she came out to me and she says Terry she said I was beautiful right Aww. there Disney take my money take my money anything because this baby <laughs> Is having the best day of her life. And I really do. Seeing Disney through a child's eyes mm-hmm. is so different than when you go as adults. Yeah, I agree. Just, I agree. Just, oh, my still fa- I still have videos of it because it's just so precious and it just makes you appreciate everything. All the oh, good in the world. So that is I know. Really I love sweet. my girl. It is. It's true. Um, I will say this. Um I think that there are a lot of memories that could be made there. And I'm, I know that they show them on TV, but there are Disney weddings that you can have there. And we talked about how sometimes it's all adults. And I did have a a fellow teacher at our school get married at Disney. And she told me it was just the most magical experience. They do such a good job and you can't get married there without a wedding planner. So you no. have someone who's going to allow you, you have to use their wedding planners and mm-hmm. you, you, um, she had a very small wedding, but they did like, um, the night before they did like a pub crawl through the property and they had someone taking them through the whole thing. And then they went from like hotel to hotel. So they had a really good time with that. And then they did, um, the day of the wedding, they did like a reveal at the castle and then they went and they got married somewhere else. And then they, um, she is a huge Gaston fan. She just mm, thinks okay. Gaston's the best. And they went and they found Gaston, um, they, they made arrangements for Gaston to come and see them at her, like, wedding lunch. And she got pictures in her dress with Gaston and, like, the whole thing. It was really, it was very tailored toward her. And, and both of them are, are very big Disney fans. But it was very tailored. And, you know, she's like, I will never be able to replicate anything like that ever again and they're like disney vacation club members you know like they're yeah they're down there all the time let me ask you this okay um what is your favorite attraction on on the whole property like when you think about all four what's your favorite attraction toy story mania toy story mania i love it i've never been to that so it's like you go into you it's you partner up, it's you and someone else and you go through and you're like, you're in an arcade. So you're, you're playing, you're like pulling this string to shoot these balls at the arcade games to see who can get. And as your cart's spinning around, it's fun. We always enjoy it and kind of have a competition, you know, kind of keep a record of who's, who's beat who. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you send me to, um, to Hollywood studios, that would be, my favorite at that park. Fair enough. I mean, I've got favorites at all parks, so. (laughs) Well, my favorite is also at Hollywood Studios, um, and it's Tower of Terror. Yeah, I love that ride. It's so much fun. Um, Now, I will tell you this. When we lived in Japan, um, Disney is there. It's called Disney Sea, 
and there's there's Disneyland and Disney Sea there. And when you go to Tower of Terror, I mean, if if you've ever been there, you kind of go in, and it's supposed to be like the late 1920s, early 1930s, in this abandoned hotel in Hollywood, and very Twilight. Yeah, it's Twilight Hotel. Zone. Yeah, that yeah. whole thing. And okay, and there's like this whole narrative that you listen to as you're waiting in, in line. And, you know, it's this whole creepy story. Well, when we lived in Disney, we went on Tower of Terror there, and the whole thing is in Japanese. <laughs> and you just have this surreal experience of knowing what the story is and listening to it told in another language <laughs> and and totally i mean it's a surreal experience you can't help but laugh at the absurdity of hearing this whole thing said in another language with the words you know like um to say like wow in japanese you go sugoine sugoine is the word right and so you're hearing like the bell <laughs> from California say Sagoine. <laughs> and it's just it's very silly and it puts you in quite a funny mood before you get on the on the actual ride. So it, it that's probably my favorite ride out of all of them. Now, now I have to tell you, I think mm-hmm. Disney has come up with so much and they've I mean you know you have weddings. This is what I propose. Mm-hmm. We could have Disney childbirth <laughs> And Disney funerals. Disney funerals, yes. The I mean, match at the happiest place on earth. <laughs> I think if they did that, it would uh-huh. encompass everything. You know what? I bet that there is a birthing center somewhere on that property. I know there certainly is one in Animal Kingdom for the animals. I, mean, who I don't want, think it would know, be. Who delivered your baby? Mickey Mouse? Mickey, I mean, Mickey Mouse great. did. Yes. Yeah. I. You know what? They're going to steal our idea from our podcast right now. Oh. They are. <laughs> I'm going to patent it right now. But listen, truly, Disney is such a great experience. The one thing you need to remember as you're leaving, grab that Mickey Mouse balloon. I always uh-huh. know every time my daughter went and still when she goes and she's an adult, we still get the Mickey Mouse balloon. It's just a great Aww. little reminder to see everybody walking to their cars with all mm-hmm. their Disney balloons. It's that's one of that's a memory I have, a picture I have in my mind every time. Aw, that's so sweet. Tell me what you miss at Disney because things do come and go. True. What, true. What is it that you're like, man, I can't believe they got rid of that? Well, over in Epcot, they had a Ellen DeGeneres ride, mm-hmm. and it was, oh, energy. It was an energy was ride. Energy, yeah, with Ellen was, DeGeneres and Bill Nye, the science guy. Yes. It was the best nap ride ever. It was. Like, you <laughs> rode in this thing for like 30, 45 minutes in the mm-hmm. air condition. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And it included our favorite game, Jeopardy. So that was good. Uh, yes. And that's gone. And mm-hmm. then, you know, things and I think, change. Am I right? Guardians of the Galaxy is going into that mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now over in um, Magic Kingdom, they're going to be replacing Splash Mountain. They're going to change the theme of it and include the Tiana princess. 
Oh, um, Princess and the Frog. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I've I've heard about that rumor for quite some time. I know that it's recently been in the news, but um, I will say that um, uh, there are lots of there was lots of information about that ahead of time. I think oh, that yeah. that was kind of always in the thing. Okay, here's the one that I miss, and and I think that they replaced it with something great. I, I do think it's probably great. I haven't seen it yet. But when um, Hollywood Studios first opened, it was known as MGM Studios. And it was supposed to bring back like the heyday of the 1940s and 1950s. And then the Hollywood sound studios with great musicals and all that other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I I miss the great movie <laughs> ride, ride um, which was uh, like it was just so cool. It was um, and a great yeah. a, another great ride to your inside in the AC and resting. But yeah, it's sad it's gone. Now they do like a dessert and do special events there where you can get like they'll serve desserts you get reservations and you sit outside there but i do know they're turning it into another ride oh the 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 chinese theater mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. i thought it was now the runaway mickey you know, it might be yeah i they they opened it already i I'm, okay i'm pretty sure yeah um because i saw a few ride throughs on it and they're using what, what I think is cool is they're using kind of the same technology as the great movie ride. I think they may even be the same ride things that they use in the beginning, okay. the trackless, right? Trackless right. carts. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they've reprogrammed them completely to go with this Disney themed ride, which I have to say, I give them credit for finally bringing Mickey Mouse to a ride. Because it, it it didn't exist before this, and to think that Walt Disney World has been around this long, and Disney and, and Mickey Mouse has not had a featured ride, it, it's kind of nice to see yeah. that has happened. You know, yeah. so I like I said, I agree with what they replaced it with, but I do feel a bit melancholy. Yeah, okay, true. Let's get into some juicy bits. Tell me, um, what you've heard about in the rumors department. I'm going to give you a second to think about it. Think about the rumors that you've heard. This is the Bob Sheehan Yaya Travel the World podcast, and we're talking all things Disney for the traveler. We're just kind of going through the rumors that we've heard. Um, So what have you heard kind of in the wind about what may be coming or going in Disney? I've heard rumors that they're going to be doing away with fast passes Mm. or maybe redoing them in some way i'm not quite sure how that's going to play play out so that's Mm -hmm. something that i've heard that i'm kind of interested to see how it goes because having those fast passes has always been great to hit those rides that you really want to get i wonder if they're going to go in the same direction that they did with the new star wars thing where you get kind of like a reservation time Mm, where it's like instead of waiting in a line you're waiting in a virtual line so i i wonder if they're kind of revamping the whole fast pass thing for for that yeah which could wind up making up for a far more pleasant experience yes in all honesty you know um i heard and i i will say this 
It makes me sad now that I know. I heard a few months ago that they were getting ready to install a really cool Mary Poppins um, feature, some sort of feature. I don't know if it was a stage show or a ride or a walkthrough or or what it was going to be in the England Pavilion over at the World Showcase. And I heard that it got pulled. Um, just two weeks ago, I heard that. And I, Mary Poppins is my favorite. And I could never understand why it wasn't included in everything going on because, I mean, they have a Broadway show and they, they have so much going on. And I just, it makes me sad to hear that it's been pulled. And I hope that that winds up on the, um, the plans of the future, because I think it will be totally worth it. Any other rumors that you've heard? Not so much with the parks as much as like with the movies from Disney. Like I know they've pulled Mulan and they haven't given a new release date. So mm-hmm. that yeah. kind of makes me sad because I really wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went onto a website called DisneyTip.com and they came up with several rumors that like myths or legends that are out there about Disney World. And I want you to tell me if you think that they're true or not. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. Um, The first one is that there is a stable of cats on the Disney property that take care of all the rodents in the parks when people leave. What do you think of that one? (laughs) I'm hoping it's true because that would be cool. (laughs) (laughs) that just cats take over the park at night it turns out that it's false although there are cats that live on the property i mean how would they round them up yeah i just don't see a cat really caring very much okay the next one is um a uh one about the magic kingdom okay um there are former cast members who claim that a worker was killed while making the Jungle Cruise ride, which is now, no, not the Jungle Cruise ride, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Um, And that that ride has been haunted and the guy's name is George. So do you think Haunted George really does kind of keep his spirit at the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? I'm going to go with yes. Well, if it can happen, I can see how it would because there really was a guy named George and he really did die during the construction of that thing. So I'm going to go, all right, if spirits are out there, George is, George is hanging out with the pirates. Okay, here's the next one. And this is um, more about the rumors like we talked before. Um, these are both from uh, Epcot. Okay, ready? Um that Coco, um, the movie about the Dia de los Muertos, um, that they are going to retheme the entire Mexico ride at the Mexico Pavilion for the movie Coco. Yes. Yeah. They say it's in the works, but nobody has seen anything actually physically happen. So um, I don't know. That may be in the Princess and the Frog department where yeah. we know it's coming but we haven't seen it um okay the next one is that 
Figment, and if you've been on this ride, you know who Figment of your imagination is. It's this cute little dragon, right? That Figment is going to be no more. Mm, I uh, probably. You think? I think. Okay, I'm going to say I think that Figment may wind up sticking around for longer because it's a cult favorite. Okay. Um, I think like Disney purists are like Figment is what Epcot Center is about. So I have a strange feeling that that may stay around them. The next one that I heard, I think, is actually could be very very cool, and I could see why they would be reorganizing it like this. That the Indiana Jones stuff that's at Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. is going to be moved to Animal Kingdom and be combined with the Dino USA area. What do you think of that? I think it could... <sighs> but Indiana Jones didn't hunt for dinosaurs. Yeah, but he was an archaeologist. Yeah. Yeah. So I it could know. work. I think it could work. Yeah. Yeah, I think there would be more retheming than just moving his ride there, but yeah, it could it could work. I yeah. could, I could see it. Okay, um, the next one I have two more. Okay, the next one is uh, that there is no apartment on Main Street for Walt Disney's family. I think that's false. You think there is one? Maybe. Okay. I know, I, I think we all know for a fact that there's one at Disneyland. And I, I have can stay in Cindy's Castle. There's rooms up there. Yes. Um, I have a strange feeling that it was probably started and then stopped. Mm. Okay. That's my guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ashes in the Haunted Mansion, that people who love this ride so much bring their loved ones' ashes and leave a little bit of them. So, really, they are doing funerals at Disney. You <laughs> ashes know, at the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> I always joke with my kids that I want to be cremated and want mm-hmm. my ashes spread at Disney. However, that is illegal. You can't yeah. do it. But it would not put me, I would not be shocked if there were people doing it. I'm sure a few people have done it. Yes. Yeah. Here's if, Auntie Smith right here. Yep. <laughs> if you're just joining us, this is Alex and Terry with the Bob Chow and Yaya Travel the World podcast. We're so happy. We're talking about all things Disney and things we wish for Disney, things that we miss, things that we love. And as we round out our um our talk about Disney, Terry, tell me some of the things that you wish Disney would do. What are some of the, you know, they could be features or resorts or I mean, I know that you want a child birthing clinic and you want a funeral home. Yes. I and I 400% back you on those choices. Any other things that you would like to see Disney do? I would like to see Disney get back to the cleaning aspect that they did when Walt Disney was alive. Mm-hmm. He would never ever see trash ever. Mm-hmm. 
And of course, it is a society in which we live in. Some people are just not aware of picking up after themselves. However, you used to could always go to Disney and you would know it was spotless. Yes. Spotless. Yeah. So I would like to see that maybe amped up a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I do think they're doing a good job of revamping and adding new rides and uh, providing, you know, re- restaurants, counter service, sit down restaurants. Mm-hmm. The thing for me a lot, though, is like at Epcot is when it is the beer and wine festival. Mm-hmm. It's not really a good time for children to go around the world. I agree. Mm-hmm. So maybe that needs to be like a separate, I don't know. I, I Something, something I for think, me that needs to, something needs to change a little bit on that. Yeah. I wonder if they shouldn't run that the way they run the not so scary Halloween party. Oh, that's an idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that would be kind of cool. I can see that. And I'm not taking that away from people. It's just sometimes I've seen altercations and arguments and yeah. it's just not the place for it to happen with kids trying to get on rides. Exactly. And see the country, so. Exactly. And they are trying to theme so much of that toward kids with, you know, um, Frozen Frozen, over there. Yeah. Um, Here's what I wish that I would see. I have two things, and they're both, (laughs) surprise, surprise, at World Showcase. I say, I know that there's room for eight more countries. Okay. So. Um, they're, they're very clear that they could fit eight more countries in there. So I would love to see more countries for sure. Which but countries? Would, oh gosh. Okay. Um, I think that there should be, um, Poland. Yes. Um, I think that there should be, um, Australia. Yes. I think that there should be either Chile or Brazil, because you could talk about um, Antarctica because that's kind of the launching point for so much of the tourism that goes to Antarctica. So I think it would be very cool. Um, I also think that we should be talking about the Amazon rainforest, although we talk about that a little in the land. Um, So um, I there are other countries that I yes. think are totally worth it. Um, there are certain countries that I don't think would be very good representatives at all. And one of them is Greece. I just don't understand how you could kind of fabricate that. I, right. I don't see that as being a really great choice. Um, and I I think bringing in another um, a pavilion from Africa, maybe Egypt or, or North Africa, because you kind of have animal kingdom that covers so much of that. So I I do think that maybe there's other places to find that kind of feeling. Um, And they do such a great job um, with like Nepal by the Kilimanjaro, right? Mm -hmm. I I love that area. I love that area. Mount Everest. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um, so here's my wish. I would like to see a feature. Um, I would like to see a ride with the Aristocats, the three little kittens. Um, I, I don't understand why that's such an overlooked movie because it's so good. 
Um, and it's very sweet. And so I think the French Pavilion should have something to do with that because there's enough Beauty and the Beast to go around for everybody. Right. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, the other one is, and I think this is a great technology um, opportunity for Disney. I think it would be really cool if in the Japan Pavilion, they had some sort of live interface with the Disney parks that are there. Okay. And maybe like you can talk to somebody or, you know, like help somebody practice their English, which they love, or learn a few words in Japanese or see what's going on in that park. Like some sort of live interface idea. I think it would be available to do there and maybe kind of spread to the other parks around the world. You know, I mean, like the Alani Resort in Hawaii and all that other kind of stuff. So I think it would be very, very cool. Cool. So, I mean, those are all things that I definitely think about with Disney. Um, I am so glad we had this talk today because I think it really kind of showcases how Disney can be a great training ground for the traveler and practicing all those manners and cleaning up after yourself and all of those kind of things, which is why I think Disney is very valuable to those people who think that it is um a lot of fun to go there. And I do think it teaches a lot of patience and a lot of other travel skills that you definitely need. Um, so with that, we're going to wrap up the big Disney 101 show. We hope you Yay. got a lot out of today. And we hope to see you at the happiest place on earth real soon. You know, the travel industry has taken quite a blow from several global issues, including the war in Ukraine the climb out of the COVID-19 crisis, and inflation that makes it hard for people to get out into the world like they want to. At this point, leading experts are predicting that it's going to take up to three years for the travel industry to bounce back to full force. One way that you can help the travel industry is to like and subscribe to 10 microbloggers. Each time you do, you're telling all those travel industry experts that you are ready to enjoy everything that the world has to offer, and you can start with us. That's right. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and even LinkedIn at Babsha and Yaya. That is B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A-Y-I-A. We'd love to hear from you. Contact us at bobsheandyaya at gmail.com with your questions, suggestions, favorite travel tips, products, and travel trends so that we can share your ideas in the future. Bob and Yaya is our home base for everything we love about travel. It's where our blog and show notes live and where we share access to all of our resources, including travel literacy for kids. We always have new posts about all the things we love about travel, including today's topics, as well as feature destinations, travel lifestyle, and stories to make you smile. Didn't get all of that? No worries. Just check out our show notes for all of the ways to stay in touch and links to anything we chatted about in this episode. As always, thanks for joining us for our journey.